0: You're listening to 2325 Fitness, your favorite health and fitness podcast. Our guest in this episode is Kansan Chen. Kansan has been a personal trainer for five years and is also a co-owner of the Markham Gym in Toronto, Canada. We discuss fitness journey and adjusting fitness goals during a pandemic, injuries for beginners, and much more. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the fourth episode of 2325 Fit. Today with us, we have my friend from college in my time in Canada, Conson Chan. Conson uh, has competed in bodybuilding and he's really passionate about fitness and he's been a personal trainer for about five years now. That's mm-hmm. right, Conson. Yes,
1: sir, sir.
0: Class and we just finished our final. It was like eight or nine a.m. in the morning and you hadn't slept the night before. And I remember that uh, we talked about it. and You're like, are you going to go work out? I was like, no, I'm going to go knock out. I'm like, are you going to go work? I was like, yeah. I was like, but you didn't sleep. It's like, yeah, well, that's that's the pump. You know, I want to go work out. Yeah, that's, that's where It's fun when you're awake all night and you get the pump in.
1: Yeah, I remember. Uh, Seneca, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah. That day I worked out, half an hour, an hour and a half, and I just went straight home to sleep, man. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. I mean, yeah. for you, how did it begin? Where did you, like, find this passion to, like, you know, bodybuilding and,
1: I've always been an active person, right? So growing up in Hong Kong, it's a primary sport, soccer. We call it football, there's soccer. And uh, yeah, so I started playing soccer. And then when I moved to Canada, grade seven, soccer wasn't that big. So I transitioned to basketball. And then uh, as I progressed my skills in basketball, I I would join the YMCA gym to practice because it's a basketball court strictly for basketball and then i just want to jump higher so some people told me yo just work on your legs to jump higher right okay so the, there's only two machines i use in ymc the leg press and the calf raises calf raise machine so i started doing that and then as i get older into big master and then college seneca i realized basketball isn't for me like my there's there are levels to that so i'm just like you know what i would play basketball for fun but let me check out the gym. Let me check out the weightlifting area. And then I saw all these dudes that's just doing all these exercises. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me join them. Let me, let me do some of what they're doing. I have no idea what I was doing back then. This is like what I was in year one or year two. A bench press. I don't know what the hell those were. Lab pull down. the pull-ups, right? I just look at people and I copy them. And then it wasn't until I injured myself doing shoulder press and I started looking into, Oh man, this hand left hand went backwards doing shoulder press. Took two months off, but uh, yeah. So after I got injured, I started looking into rehab and like, you know, just actually learn about workout. So I bought magazines. I went on YouTube, went online to search. And then, uh, no, I learned, I started everything from basic. I, I retrained my body and then I, got into good life i'm not sure if you know what good life is Tyler, yeah but it's
0: one of the big rafi knows at it's a Byron. one of the biggest
1: gym in, in canada so yeah I they even uh,
0: took over the goals gym uh oh, at oh, one yeah.
1: point no way. so i started to be a front desk worker there so when i was in seneca with rafi studying i was actually part-time working in good life full-time studying so sort of as a front desk and uh, I i learn more about workout because some of my colleagues are really into workout, really into personal training. I learn, I learn, I learn and then I switch from front those to become a personal trainer. When I became a personal nice. trainer, that's when I take my take my knowledge a little bit more serious. So I bought some books, ebooks and a physical copy of books of learning body mechanics and all that, learning how to work out, learning why you do certain things that way and this way and then um, some, some of my colleagues are big into competing. So I'm like, okay, let me try that too. So I just competed. My, my old colleague coached me and I did it. I see what I saw, what the hype is and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. It's an interesting experience. So I did that. And now me and my friend are opening a gym. We opened a gym so right now, that's just it. So I've been a trainer, serious serious trainer for the last five years.
2: This journey, though, you're talking about injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's a lot of things people don't realize is how do you come back from an injury, right? Mm-hmm. So in your experience of injuries, was it a setback or was it something you learned from and it helps you in your fitness journey for the next time you try to prevent that injury?
1: It's both. Actually, I injured myself three times. Mm-hmm. First time, it was just... I don't know what what I was doing. I injured myself and I learned second time as you, as you, as you progress in your fitness journey, you're going to go up in your intensity workout. You're going to might, you might try some new technique, new lift, go heavier weight. That means you know what you're doing, but you're still going to get injured at some point. And I injured my lower back, right? Yeah. Lower back, really big injury. I was out for two to three months, right? It's a step back for sure. You're always going to have to step back when you get injured, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: you learn a lot from that. So again, when I injured my lower back, I learned how to relearn how to do deadlift. So whatever I did before might be a good form, might be a good technique, but it can be better. So if I didn't get injured, I would not focus on retraining my technique, retraining my movement patterns. So when I got injured, I still work out. Cause your lower back is your lower back. You can still work on other stuff, just yeah. less intensity and less volume. Right. So I, in the meantime, I learned how to hip hinge, how to use my abs, use my core properly. And then next thing, you know, three, three, four months later, I'm back better than ever. Right. The third time I got injured, same thing. You just set back a couple of weeks, couple of months and you just progress again you know every time you're injured every time you have a setback in your fitness journey if you don't if you don't dissect why you get injured you're not going to propel you're not going to learn why you're not going to progress you're not going to get better right if you never get injured that means you
2: never really look it's very discouraging to a lot of people and from my experience some friends that i have you know that's kind of the Part in their workout or fitness journey that they stop and they don't progress even more because there's a setback. You're injured. You don't know what to do, and now you're like, "All right, I'm not good at this. I should stop." But in your experience and mine and others, like you said, it's one of that. It's a learning experience where you learn what you did wrong, and you improvise and improve that area. And at the same time, you're educating yourself about other parts of muscles that might need to be stabilized and be strengthened. Exactly. So, uh, what advice would you have for someone starting their fitness journey, encountering an injury?
1: So you mean, when you get injured or like while you work-
0: Someone like who's just starting, like for example yourself, right? You started working out, you didn't know what's going on Mm -hmm. and you messed up your shoulder. So that happens to a lot of people who are not like well-versed in bodybuilding or like weightlifting. So what would you recommend for them? You know, people just starting out, like how can they deal with setbacks or be prepared to Mm -hmm. like, or I would say that, what would you recommend for them to do that they try their best not to get injured?
1: I mean let's just say at the end of the day it comes down to why do you start your fitness journey? You want to look better. You want to feel better. You want to do certain things in life actively. Right? So if you get injured, does that mean you have to stop? No, you just take a, you just take a break. You just take one or two steps back. But if you, if you know what you really want in this fitness, in this goal, you're not going to completely stop or give up. Do you? Right. So at the, at the end of the day, it's just all about mentality. I know a lot of people, they got in the car crash after like working out for years. They have amazing, but they got in a car crash, got into a big accident. Did they give up? Most of them don't. They come back. They come back. So as a starter, you injure yourself at the beginning of your fitness career. That actually can be really beneficial. Why? Because you can start, you can immediately retrain, do it properly. Instead of having bad ha- workout habits later on, right? Bad habits are really hard to fix in, in workout. Muscle imbalances are really hard to fix once you've been imbalanced for years. So if you're just starting out on your fitness journey and you get injured, it can be a blessing in disguise. You can, okay, you know what? Let me do this push-up properly, right. effectively, so that later on, if I'm progressing from push-up to banded push-up to dumbbell presses to shoulder presses everything can be a smooth transition, right? If you never get injured, if you never have some tweaks in your body, when you work out, you're not really working out. Let's be, let's just be honest here. Right. That's, that's how I look at it.
0: That's a really, that's a really good point that you bring that because
1: I mean, sometimes
0: like in bodybuilding and weightlifting in general, there's this yeah. ego factor that plays a huge role yeah. where people yeah. just want to like lift heavy, don't care about the form they don't care about thing and then like they're doing the same thing over and over again and then they're like oh i've been doing this for one month why is why my body not progressing but they don't Mm -hmm. realize that their form is off and in the process they're just messing it up so it's a very good point that you brought that injuries sometimes are kind of like important because they set you back and they make you realize what you're doing wrong and how you can get better with this with this whole workout or the step-by-step process now well, this whole COVID, right? I mean, I know we were just talking about earlier that it's their lockdown happening right now. Probably like a like a second lockdown, I think, for Canada right now, correct? Yeah, second lockdown. Second yes, lockdown, yes, right? Yes, yeah. So now how, and I know you, you're, you're a co-owner of a gym itself. Uh, mm-hmm. How has it affected your own personal training? And how have you been able to accommodate this lockdown for your clients' training? You know, like I know a lot of clients who don't have access to any equipment mm-hmm. or just doing body weight Let's shed some light on your training, your client's training. How's that happening right now?
1: As you can see, I own a gym, the Markham gym, you know, mm-hmm. little, little, little <laughs> plug right there. Um, for myself, it doesn't really affect me that much again, because I own a gym, I can go in whatever I want. Sure. So for my own person, for my own training, it doesn't really affect me that much, but because I don't want to go out too much. During this COVID season, I obviously go out less, but so I just tweak my workout a little bit tailored to my schedule. So I train a five days on schedule, two days off. Doesn't really affect me that much. The only thing I would say for myself is because COVID, you can't have a lot of people in the gym. So some of my friends can come to my gym. Some of my colleagues can come to the gym because they're not allowed to but me and my other friend, business partner, we can go, but like it's only one person at a time. So if I want to lift a little bit heavier, if I want to do certain things a little bit more difficult, I can't really do them because I don't have a spotter, right? So I just got to taper down the intensity a little bit, but overall it doesn't really affect me that much. But for my clients, it's it gets tough for them because not a lot of people have fitness equipment at home. Right. The most they have is certain bands or certain heavy objects, but like, it's not that much. Right. So they just gotta, I told them they have, you have to switch your goals. Now. Some of, a lot of my clients want to build muscles. I told them, no, let's just go back to maintenance or maybe we just, let's go on a cutting phase because let's be honest, in my, in my personal belief, if you have minimal equipment, you can not really build muscles. You can maintain what you have at best, but to gain additional muscles, to get additional strength. No, because it's all about intense, we're gaining muscles and strengths about intensity and how much you progressively overload your body, overload your muscles, right? So if you only have bands, there's not much you can overload. The best you can do is just maintain with a better diet. So change the plans, change the goal a little bit, adjust the goals to taper towards more cardio-based workout to get the heart rate out active. But like gaining muscles, I will have to tell all my clients, if if that's your goal right now, put that on pause, do what you can to maintain what you have right now. And then when the gym's open, then you can go back to your original goal. That's what we are doing right now with my clients. Yeah. So
2: also going based off of that, with the limitations that we have and you know, bands might be the only uh, gym equipment someone has. What would your advice be for some newcomers? You know, they're like, Hey, I want to start working out this week. My fitness journey starts tomorrow. tomorrow. And they don't have these like squat racks and, and bench press or whatever. What would your advice be for them? How can they start?
1: I would tell them to start researching on how to properly stretch first stretch and find some mobility exercises. Right, because if you, if you've never been working out in your whole life, mm-hmm. you put yourself into that workout routine regimen, you're gonna feel sore, you're gonna you might even hurt yourself because everything is limited in your body, you might be tight, so it's not really beneficial for them. So I will tell them to start start off by learning how to stretch, learning how to yeah. get your body moving with moving exercises. Go out there, jog around, get your heart rate up, get the feeling of working out first before you dive into how to do push ups, how to do a body squat, how to do all that. Once you get that down, then you can either contact any people that have personal training knowledge how, on how to do certain bodyweight exercises. The most common one I would I already mention push ups, body squats, plank, right? Plank is a really essential exercise for. Anyone at any level, if you can do a pretty, if you can do a pretty good plank in a significant amount of time, that's already a big plus. That's already a big step for anyone that's starting a fitness journey, right? So it, you progress from there, and then you add a band resistance. But most importantly, you learn how to stretch, learn how to move your body, and then basic body movement.
2: Kind of creating that foundation so you have like a solid base to start from with the knowledge and just your body getting adjusted to what you're about to get yourself into yeah uh, otherwise we go back to what we we're talking about injuries and stuff uh, yeah. where then you have a setback and you do this anyways but creating that foundation got it
0: and uh, i think it's very interesting that you've still emphasized on how uh, a lot of times people would be like oh you don't have much equipment so just do like some cardio or like just focus on your diet and stuff but you've still motivated your clients and you have like right now you're recommending for the people who want to start their own fitness that they should still do it they should still continue working out they're still continuing to think why why do you think that like it plays a huge role you know why can't just people because because you know in the fitness industry they say that oh if you've been working out for so long it's okay to take a few weeks off you know it's okay to take like a few weeks off come back but why do you think that if people start doing that why does that why would that lead them to state where they're in a they're in a position where they can't work out anymore or they start being lazy
1: there's nothing wrong taking a few weeks off there's nothing wrong taking a few weeks off but it it's what you do after you take a few weeks off let's just say you've been working out your whole life for 10 years consistently there's nothing wrong it's really beneficial to take a few, few weeks off but then it's up to your own discipline can you get back can you get yourself back to work Getting active after three weeks off, it's all up to that individual. You know what I'm saying? So let's just take, for example, any high school kids, any middle school kids, any college kids, you have a four you have a four-month break from your school term. Next year, you still gotta go to school. Does that oh, are you gonna say, oh, because I took a four-month break, I'm not gonna go back to school because I'm so used to it? No, you're not gonna do that. You still gotta go to school, right? So At the end of the day, it's about you and your goals. If your goal is to do this, taking a few weeks, few days off, it's not going to hurt. It's, it's up to you. If you want to continue that goal or not being lazy, being, oh, I'm so used to this, all this and that, it's just all on your own. If you want to do something, you're going to do something regardless, right? I know a lot of people that don't have equipment to work out. Don't even have bands. Guess what they do? They can use the suitcases, use the tables. Just water bottle, water jugs, right? There are a lot of out there. Is it going to be as effective as a gym? No, but they still do what they can (laughs) because that's what they really want to do, right? So taking time off is good, but what happens after time off is all onto that individual. And it's
0: funny you mentioned that because I think Tel can also test this. Like in COVID, it's changed the dynamic of working out. You know, like you said, people who are working out, they have found ways to work out. They've been doing squats with, like, couches, pushing up mm-hmm. couches, doing, like, leg presses, lifting jugs, And, like, mm-hmm. people who don't have resistance bands, you know, they just want to get that, that mindset in that, you know what, I'm going to work out regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a very good thing that COVID probably, like, you know, it separated the people that actually want to work out mm-hmm. versus the people yeah. that are just doing it for the sake of, you know. What is it that you, like, you know, had just mentioned that li- fitness is a lifestyle, you know. Fitness is something that, that you have to – keep doing for the rest of your life. And I know you've mentioned that, you know, basketball sports, getting big, uh, getting stronger. So but what is the aspect that you love most about fitness apart from just working out? Like what makes you be like, man, I just want to just keep doing like I have the drive to like, you know, not because you've competed, you know, you've kind of like achieved like a gold star for a lot of people in the fitness. You've competed, you're in the personal training, but you've basically done everything that everyone kind of aspires about.
1: Fitness is a really result-oriented sport or, or result-oriented thing to do, right? So it's not like reading a book. It's not like studying, right? Where you can put your mind into reading a book, getting ready for an exam. On the exam day, you might forget everything that you studied, or you panic, or you just choked, right? Fitness is a really or- result-oriented. You get what you you get what you put into it. So for that is like a really fun thing to do, right? Every day you set yourself a goal. Okay. I want to do this on the gym. I'll do this. And once you do it, you feel accomplished, right? It's, let's just say you want to lose weight and you you do what you're supposed to do. You're going to lose weight. That's really result oriented. Is it going to come as easy as it is? Depends. But at the end of the day, you can see the results it's physical. It's also a mental result. You know, that you've done it. You did it. So I guess that kind of gives, gives everyone that in this fitness journey, like everyone that you go, okay, this is a really fun thing to do. And plus Mm -hmm. when you sweat after you work out, when you sweat, it just makes you feel a lot better. All right. So when you're in the gym, forget the gym, when you're even at home, when
0: you're doing like you mentioned, you know, when let's say you're someone who's advanced and you do like 25, 30, 40 push-ups and now you're struggling on that 41, 42, but when you make through it, that feeling that you get, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. I think me personally, I can't really describe like how that feels. It is an achievement, but it feels good overall for your body. And Mm -hmm. after that, I'm like, man, I just did this. Right. And one thing, it's very important to know. I think is that when fitness when people talk about fitness journey and fitness aspect, the thing that it's all about just, you know, lifting weights and doing, Mm -hmm. doing workouts, you know, they forget the whole diet part. A lot of times people in this whole pandemic that I've seen is that they start lifting, they have a gym and everything, but they completely let go of their diet. So from a mindset perspective, right? How would you, one advice, that combines both health and fitness, basically, you know, working out and nutrition, what would you say for everyone should pay attention to when they want to start this fitness journey, especially in times like these where they don't have access, they have limited access to like equipment or even like going out as much?
1: This is a great time to start organizing your life. You know, you're at home all day, you have so much time on your head. Everything is, especially in Canada, in Ontario, everything is closed. What are you going to spend your money on? The only thing you can do right now is go grocery shopping or order food or order Uber Eats or DoorDash, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Two things you can do right now, or go for a walk. If you have a gym, God bless you. But it's a good time to really organize your life. Organize what you eat, when you eat, when you sleep. Because what else can you do right now? So right now is the best time for you to start meal planning. Plan, your, plan ahead because you have all the time in the world. Start buying all your own groceries to cook. Make sure that the food is what you need to eat. Order less food or stop ordering takeout all the time because most of us are not working right now. So why would you want to spend that money? right? Right. You have all the time in the world to organize what you need to eat. When you're going to eat. I don't see no excuse if you want to start your fitness journey. This is like the best time besides the working out part, but like to start living a healthier lifestyle, this is the best time to do it. You're not You're working at home. You have all the arsenals in your house to live a healthier lifestyle. So why not start now? If you don't start now, where are you going to start in my opinion? Right. And
2: to add on to that, what about just like the bare bones? What would you advise someone? What did, how to start, eating healthy like what does it consist of what kind of foods calories whatever this is the bare
1: bones very the simple bare bones. just eat more vegetables eat more lean protein you know a lot of people downplay a lot of people's in my in my experience when it comes to fitness journey and in this whole mm-hmm. fitness industry a lot of people say eat less carbs eat less carbs yeah. eat less fats, so lose thing. weight <laughs> i call it a bullshit you're gonna tell a 300 pound guy that has never worked out tell this guy to be like yo Stop eating that car- that much carbs. Stop eating, cut that rice out, cut that bread out. Just pure protein and vegetables. You know he's not gonna he's not gonna have motivation to keep that diet, right? Just eat better, eat naturally, eat better, eat more fruits, eat more vegetables, eat more lean lean protein, white protein, fish, chicken breast, turkey breast, all that stuff, Sh- seafood. And just go from there, right? Calories counting calories right now. No one knows how to count calories unless you know what your body needs, unless you have all the data, right? But what everyone can do is just manage the portion, eat enough. And that's it. As a beginner, you feel like you've done, you've eaten enough, you're full. Stop. Stop at that point. Don't overeat it. Don't under eat anything. Just as long as that meal is enough for you. Stop.
2: Yeah. So I was just thinking, I think would be a good person to ask since he came from like foot, like soccer, but football and then basketball and then weightlifting. Um, and also, he has so much accomplished in having clients of his own. Uh, an example being myself, when I was much younger, I would see like wrestlers on TV or bodybuilders, and I would automatically assume more muscle equals you're automatically good at whatever you're trying to do, like sports, for example. But then quickly, I realized growing up and getting into like the fitness and, and working out more that the more muscle you have, it might limit you to athleticism so anyways for for someone new coming up younger guys or girls uh what advice would you have muscle compared to athleticism or the differences in being an athlete in sports versus
1: an athlete in weightlifting being an athlete in weightlifting there are so you talk about performing performance athlete versus right lifting athlete so Performance athlete, they don't really necessarily have, need too much muscles. They just need to have enough muscle tones in the body to carry out what they need to do. So that means a lot of their workout is cardio-based workout, maybe involving some strength training. So let's take basketball as an example, a shooting guard. You will never see an NBA shooting guard with the biggest body, right? right? Because that's not what the goal is, right? So are you going to make, are you, as a trainer, are you going to put them on, are you going to put them on a bodybuilding program? No, because the more muscles you have, the less range of motion you have in your body, the less range of motion you have in your body, the less mobile you are. And that's not what these people, these guys are as an NBA player. They need, they need strength, but they also need cardio and agility. So that means you have to, you have to put them in a different program maybe some bodybuilding exercises, but I'm not talking about just exercises. So all the workouts are going to be compound lifting, maximum three to five reps to get that strength, train the nervous system. And then a lot of movement, a lot of movement training, a lot of dribbling, a lot of, uh, what do you call that agility work? A lot of biomechanic work, jump boxes, aerobic work. So that means maybe they might do a lot, some shoulder press for, hypertrophy, like 20 reps, but like, that's not, that's not the bulk of the workout. The bulk of the workout is mainly strength and cardio-based workout. Versus an athlete that's bodybuilding, that's a totally different Mm ballgame. People that train to get big or get lean or get that, it's all about repetition, all about hypertrophy, how much stress and load you can put on your muscles to grow, right? It's two Mm -hmm. different things. There's this one, so like, look at Dwight Howard, In his beginning of the career, his shoulders and biceps are huge. Mm -hmm. That limits his shooting form. That's why his fevers are god-awful, right? The moment he starts to tone down, the moment he starts to decrease in size, muscle tone, his shooting form got a lot better. Why? Because his biceps are not blocking his elbow to Mm -hmm. shoot, right? So it's two different different ways of training, two different goals, two different paths, right? I think with basketball, the
0: example that comes to mind, I don't know if you guys saw the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Mm-hmm. And there there's a segment where against the Pistons, when he was playing, they were like really bigger and stronger than him. So they would easily like push him around. And then his coach, uh, but his coach. Tim put, Grover. You know, yep, Tim Grover. Tim Grover, right? He oh. put him on a bulk plan. And then he came like, what, like five pounds, uh, five mm-hmm. pounds, 10 pounds heavier with muscle. And the next season, when they played them, he dominated the Pistons. You know, he like he was he his two Yeah, but
1: his bulking is not what bodybuilders bulking. Right, right. Bodybuilders bulking are literally growing twenty pounds. <laughs> right. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, and his coach Tim Grover. What they did is, yes, when you train, you 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 you're gonna gain muscles. You're gonna gain a little bit heavier when you train, plus the diet, plus all that. But at the end of the day, performance training athlete. Eighty percent of the workout is all about movement, all about agility, explosiveness. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe and then they add a little twenty. That twenty percent is just in the top bicep curl, shoulder press, body squat the training, aesthetics of it. Aesthetics, right? But eighty percent is just about how to move at explosive state, how to accelerate, decelerate at a certain point of time, and then just
2: uh, similar to Dwight Howard, it was LeBron James and Carmelo. One summer, it was years ago. Came back. Over the summer came back in the season and everybody was like oh they lost 15 to 20 pounds that's crazy and that was crazy but same thing right here in sports it's like size doesn't really you don't want to be bigger you lose that athleticism from my experience and now they've leaned up so number one long term their body is going to function better since they don't have all that pressure on their joints as well yeah. um, but also they're, they're doing it to perform better in the gameplay of basketball rather than lifting heavy as possible Um, And I think this is important, which you just everything we just went over is for newcomers in the sports background that are, you know, lifting for the sake of sports in school. It's not the same as a bodybuilder. I think it's important for someone new to, be you know, understand that.
0: I think uh, before uh, we also like, you know, briefly talked about Chris Bumstead, who is the current Mr. Olympia. The same thing, you know, he was talking about like there's not much for him, no matter how much he works out at home. Uh, if he doesn't have access to, you know, the full gym for his kind of body and physique, it's different versus the same thing, you know, an athlete also, you know, he can probably get by by doing a lot of plyometrics, jumping and stuff, but it may not be enough. Uh, But your recommended top 10 workouts that you would say someone who's starting the fitness journey, let's say, assuming know he wants to be somewhere in between an athlete and a bodybuilder, not too big, not too rip somewhere just to lead enough, enough, like something like 30, 14, 15% body fat just to lead a healthy life. So your top 10 workouts, assuming they have minimal to no equipment.
1: So I came up with 10 workout that you can do with bands, whatever you have at home. Maybe if you have dumbbells or pl- plates of bar, perfect. So it's push ups, pull-ups. So if you have a pull-up bar, Great, but push-up, this is one of the best ways for you to progress. You start from body on your knees push-ups, progress to real push-ups, progress to banded push-ups or put weight on your back and do a push-up. So this is the best at-home workout you can do because you can you can progressively add more load into your push-ups. There are different ways of push-ups. Pull-ups, same thing. Starting off with using the band to support you, pull yourself up then start real body weight pull-ups and then add a backpack to your pull-ups, all that are great. Body squat, starting from learn how to body squat, lunges, side lunges, because those are really great for your lower body, not just for workout or strength aesthetic-wise, but it's just the basic human movement anatomy. If you can, we are supposed to be able to do a squat, Mm -hmm. perfect squat. That's what our human body is designed to do. If you can't do it, they're going to find ways to fix your body, learn how to stretch, learn some technique on how to move, move your body, do a squat, lunges. Romanian deadlift, this is another ways you can do with just body weight. Tricep kickback, you can use a book or water bottle for your triceps. Bicep curl, anything you can find at home to do bicep curl. Plank, different variation plank. Side plank, regular plank, weighted plank. Why? Because it's great for your core. It's great for your control, great for balancing. Anyone needs to do that. Doesn't matter if you work out or not. Doesn't matter if you're a teacher. Doesn't matter if you're a fireman. Doesn't matter what you are in life. Doing a plank is really good for you. And then crunches. Just is another variation of the ab workout. I
0: think the, these 10 workouts that you mentioned You know, push up, pull ups, lunges, squats, curls, uh, tricep kickbacks. Uh, core work plank and uh, crunches. Most of these workouts uh, are like they involve the full body. You know, you push up, work the full body, your squats is mainly your entire lower body. When you're planking, it's a full body. So I think it's very good for anyone who's starting a fitness journey to incorporate these because I think it'll help them with their complete body mobility and allowing them to build that basic strength. If someone who's never worked out and they want to jump to like 50 pushups, you know, so they can probably start with like 10 or five on day one and move up there. So it's, it's very that like, these are like some core workouts that you've that you've pointed out. Now, what would you say mention like one main advice that you would give someone overall, you know, overall, like like a like a mindset. For example, I am someone that has never done fitness and tomorrow is my day one. I'm starting with my pushups, clean eating, you know, f- tracking my calories and whatever. What would you say that I? It's important for me to keep keep in mind that I don't get lost in this path in this journey of fitness or be demotivated if I face anything.
1: It's fitness is not a race; is a marathon. This is a saying that I heard from a lot of people. Comes when it comes to fitness journey, a lot of people get mo- get depressed or get like lost in this little thing we call fitness is because there's maybe their motivation is I want to look like this guy I see on magazine or this guy on Instagram or this girl on uh, social media and they got to realize that those people that you see on a magazine cover or social media it takes them years Mm -hmm. to do what they do to get to the to where they are right now and you think that just because you set your mind into it you can get that goal in two to three weeks or even a month maybe maybe you have great genetics but most people have okay genetics they have to put the hard work in these people that you see that you're fascinated about they put their work in so what makes you think that just because you put into working for two to three weeks you can get whatever they have no it's not going to work it's a it's a long race if you want to do this sustainable you want to do this forever you got to realize it takes it takes time, it takes time to reach your goal. And the most important thing is your goal setting. If you, small step at a time, small goal at a time, right? A lot of people that I know, they're out of shape, they're the beginner, they just wanna start jumping into competing. They just they wanna say, oh, this guy looks really good on stage. Let me do that in two to three weeks or two to three months and let me just jump on stage. No, that it doesn't work like that unless you have really good genetics like I said before but you're not going to, average people are they not going to get into really ripped shredded physique in a short amount of time. You can do it but you can have a really big rebound meaning that you can get overweight easier than before. Look even worse than before once you late once you put let, let off the paddle. So you got you gotta set a reasonable goal one step at a time and then progress from that point on.
0: The one big takeaway you would say is patience
1: is the key. It's patience. For progressing. Patience, man. A lot of people get lost in the first two, two to three weeks because they're like, yo, why do I still stuck?" That's because you just started, buddy. That's because nothing comes easy in life. Not just fitness. Everything. Get a good promotion and job. It's not that easy. You got to put the work in. Let it let it come to you Mm -hmm. good and one thing one
0: thing before we close off from your perspective because i know you've competed just one key point that you would say that what kind of patience did you have or what did it take for you to go through because i know it's it's a lot your body demands a lot of you when you're competing you know you're extremely low body fat percentage uh you're at times you're, you know you're trying to keep the water weight off you're not drinking a few days before the competition just carb loading so what one thing that stuck with you throughout the whole process
1: it's all in here man it's all mentality if you know you're going to compete you got to do it and you got to get a good coach appreciate it you Gotta man. get a good coach not those instagram famous <laughs> you got to get a good coach who knows what they're doing who knows their stuff inside and out right and ultimately it's all about goals like right ultimately if you want to do well in the show then you got to do well the result will come whether or not you like it the result but at the end of the day you still did it the result came it shows then just then it is what it is in my opinion awesome appreciate your
0: time constant thank you for being with us today and for my friends in canada who are still listening to this he owns a gym it's called the markham gym it's uh I'm assuming it's in Markham. And okay, if you can Markham. Google it, the Markham, Markham gym, you'll find it. And follow him on his social media, constant underscore trainer. is a personal trainer. He will get you the changes that you need. He personally helped me in the pandemic through get to certain body goals that I had. So please follow him and please show the support. Thank you, constant, for joining us. No problem, sure you touch. Thank you for listening to 2325 Fitness. If you enjoyed the episode and you benefited from this episode, please follow us on Instagram. The handle is 2325 underscore fit. That is, the handle is 2325 underscore fit. You can also send us emails with any questions that you may have at 2325.fit at gmail.com. That's the number 2325.fit at gmail.com. Thank you.